a special edition uh, LBC podcast. Got my beautiful wife here who loves being on the camera. And uh, today we thought we would take a different approach and uh, we've been trying to answer some questions to be helpful. And so we wanted to do something a little different. And so one of the people that's been really helpful for me in the podcast is Angela Diffie. She's been giving me lots of questions to try and help answer and sort through. Um, that's been really great and helpful for me. So with that, I thought it would be great if we had her host uh, this podcast and introduce it to you guys. So please welcome Angela. All right. So today we have the Harolds with us, the Moors and the Burns, and we're going to be talking about behind the quarantine. So we kind of want to just look into um, a little bit of what everyone else's world is like. We've talked a lot about um, the seriousness of how to approach what's going on in the world right now, but one reality is we're all in uncharted territory right now of living in quarantine and working out of our homes and schooling out of our homes. So we thought it would be exciting to kind of hear from you guys what that experience has been like and is like right now. So um, my first question is, how have you guys divided life's responsibilities during this time? Like the cooking, shopping, pets, kids, house, schooling, diapers, checking in with grandparents, monitoring the kids' tech time, cleaning toilets, rationing toilet paper. Um, is everything clearly divided to, into somebody's job or is it kind of just all hands on deck survival mode? Um, how about the Moors? Could you answer that for us? Yeah, so I'm not sure if a whole lot has changed. Um, Heather's usually the, the cleaner because she's super organized and likes things a certain way. Um, I probably realized that I make more of a mess because I'm at home all day. And so instead of like two water cups in the kitchen, when she's like, you already had a water cup, it's like four <laughs> water cups. But <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess, I guess I'm trying to help more because mm -hmm. I feel bad because I'm creating more mess, I guess. But uh, thankful we don't have diapers anymore. That would be no fun with babies. Mm -hmm. so we're, we're past that stage. Um, don't really have grandparents nearby or in the picture. So it's just trying to stay Zoom connected because they're mostly out of town. Um, toilet paper rationing, though, there is a funny story with that. that you want to tell that one? <laughs> sure. Um, so the other day, Chris, I noticed he had something on his mustache, a little piece of paper. I was like, you got something on your mustache? And he's like, oh, okay. And he wipes it off. And then like, I don't know, hour later or something, he comes back again and he has more on his mustache. I'm like, dude, you still have paper on your mustache. And he's like, what is going on? He goes, oh, I blew my nose. And I was like, with what? He said, toilet paper. And I was like, where have you been? What do you think you're doing? We have six rolls of toilet paper. We have 12 boxes of Kleenex. Use the Kleenex. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> figured that one out pretty fast. That's yeah. why you got, you got caught. Yeah. So we're uh, still working through that. But uh, I guess that's a process. But curious to see what uh, the Heralds are doing. Yeah. All right, Harold, how has that been going for you guys? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we attempted the all hands on deck. Let's just do this thing and see how it, how it works. Um, it did not go well. Uh, 
probably a week, <laughs> a week and a half in, we had a nice little blowout where we were like, little, no, a little blowout. No. Um, but we, yeah, we just kind of realized we need structure. We need a routine. We need, um, real distinct hours set for each of our jobs and talked about meal planning and all that kind of stuff. Um, we've already been homeschooling two of our kids. And so bringing the other two home, um, was a bit of an adjustment. Um, especially when we're going alongside their schoolwork that they're doing, um, that they've been assigned to their teachers and trying to figure all that out. But yeah, we, we've realized that we are the type, or at least for me, I'm the type that really needs the structure and needs a routine. Mm -hmm. um, even if it just means that's how we start the day, it might not be how we end the day, um, but at least starting off with some kind of foundation, kind of like a good quiet time in the morning, we just start the day off with the foundation. We're a little less more of a hot mess than we were, um, days prior. So yeah, we've definitely had to delegate out meals, delegate out who's doing what chore and when and, and all of that. So I think we're getting a good routine down. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a good lesson on the fact that routine is good. And, uh, you know, we, we all kind of develop our habits and we develop our routines and we kind of can tend to treat those routines as if that's, you know, the, the big sacred cow, it can never change. But the fact is, is that life changes. And sometimes life like right now throws you a big fat curveball. And it's okay to change up the routine. In fact, we should change up the routine and uh, go with it because none of those things are sacred. You know, it, it's always malleable. It's always things that can be changed and should change as things change. And so it's, it's been good for us to kind of get recentered together on um, what's most important during this season and, and how are we going to bring that about in our families. So, and in, in terms of toilet paper, um, you know, the life <laughs> I now live, I live by faith in the son of God. So we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens. God will provide. <laughs> oh, and Chris and Heather, as for the cups, that has been a big one around our house. I have no idea how there are so many different cups going on and with this many people and there's a juice one and a milk one and a water one. And for each person, it's, it's been a topic of discussion. <laughs> All right, um, for the next question, do you feel a pressure to make this quarantine look a specific way? Do you look on social media or talk to friends or see on TV, the news, stuff like that, how people are orchestrating this time and feel like you need to be doing something similar? Because there's been a lot of trends that have come out of just these past few weeks of what people are doing with that quarantine time. Does that influence you or does it feel like a pressure to you? Oh, and I did not say who. So how about Burns? Okay, um, I, I would say there's two parts to that for me. For the home stuff, um, I have a great helper, so I just let her roll with that. Um, but I do look online a lot and I look and I'm like, I probably annoy her because I'm like, this could be really cool. And this could be really cool. You know, I like infomercials. I like the, the cool stuff. And so let's try this. And it just would add more chaos. Um, but I just like to see what other people are doing and say, we could try this. We could try that. Um, but I don't see, I don't have pressure to model it. Um, but when it comes to what I see other churches doing, 
I do feel pressure to, oh man, look at how that church is helping their, you know, mm-hmm. love their people and be with their people. We should do that. Why aren't we doing that? And then I feel really guilty. So I, I would say I do feel the pressure on the social media side, just not at home, more at how to love the church. And I don't know what she thinks. What do you think? I have a love hate relationship with social media and I think it continues through quarantine. I wish I lived on a beach and I was quarantining at the beach, but I'm in Bakersfield and I do love it here, but it's not ideal to quarantine here. Um, It is a good time of year. Eric is killing me with social media because he's super late to the social media game. And so he sits there and he's like, look at this, look at that. I'm like, I know Eric, it's been there for a long time. I posted my first Instagram video (laughs) on IGTV. It's something, let me just tell you. So we love it. I use it for good too. I don't have the cup problem because immediately I had seen something posted on social media where they put out a snack basket. And so I have three snack baskets on the counter and everybody has their water bottle and I refill the snacks at night and they can only get fresh fruit and those snacks, they cannot go in cupboards or ask me for anything different and they get their one water bottle. So it works out for me. I highly recommend it. And I got it from social media. Hey, but it's like prison up in here. <laughs> Kids trading food, trying to steal <laughs> yeah. stuff and sneak it up in the rooms. Rappers, you hear them whispering, I'll trade you this for that. <laughs> so be careful if you ration too hard. I'm just saying. <laughs> but it is a good system. Oh, that's amazing. How about you, Morse? How's that going for you guys? Uh, well, I'm like super impressed with the bas- the snack basket. That's Me pretty, too. Very nice. I'm going to have to just drink out of my uh, water bottle instead yeah, of my cups. Uh, that's a good idea. Yeah, good idea, isn't it? <laughs> um, so probably the, the whole social media thing, um, I have not been a huge fan and we've kind of been forced into social media because that's how we're connecting as a church. So I'm like, probably like Eric being, being behind the times there a little bit. So trying to play catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I feel pressure like at home based on what I see in social media. Um, I do feel a little bit like, okay, well, how, how am I going to connect with the Sunday school kids and families on social media? So that's, that's been a challenge trying to figure that out. Um, but as far as going, what's going on at home, not so much. I don't know. How are you? Heather's been on social media a lot more than I have. Um, but do you have that's feel that good. pressure? No, no, it's the same. Yeah. And I think I put more pressure on myself because it's, I probably come to her with some ideas and Heather's more like, Hey, let's just, we've got, we got a good thing going. We don't need to like change everything. And, um, and I am an idea guy. So I'll think of something like, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. And then it lasts for like a day and then we go back to our normal routine. So, um, but I, I guess part of the, the blessing with this being quarantine is that we've got more time to try some new things. Um, maybe dig in a little bit more with, discipling our kids and that's what I hope really happens out of all this is that you build some new routines some new traditions and then that just continues when we get back kind of to to our previous busy lives I guess so um, that's kind of where we're at yeah okay um so so many people in one house we're not usually used to being together for such condensed amounts of time. Um, are you guys just blown away with the depths of love and grace your kids are showing each other right now? Are you just thankful you and your spouse 
went through five love languages years ago and are totally prepared to navigate this condensed and stressful time together? Um, or has this excess exposure revealed everyone's selfishness and sin a little bit? How are you as a family walking and growing through kind of the turbulence of this condensed time? Um, Burns. Okay. Um, yeah, so let me qualify. I know Five Love Languages is John's favorite book, but <laughs> I'm a little bit too old to actually remember it because I think I read it in college, which was like almost half my life ago. Uh, so I don't think it's helping or hurting. Um, it was just a book I don't even remember. Uh, but I would say the fascinating part about being home with my kids is uh, there's nowhere to run for them because they can't go anywhere. So they kind of have to work things out and they are forced to play with each other. So I think in some ways that's been really cool. And then in other ways, it's like they're going to kill each other because they're not getting a break. So I kind of see the push and pull. Um, I think the really cool part is I'm fully convinced now that my wife belongs in a 1950s magazine for like <laughs> housewives with like the apron and running around, you know, you know, like June Cleaver over here. And uh, because she's been able to adapt really well with cooking and keeping up on it. So it's been really cool to see that of her. Uh, I think I've noticed a lot of my own selfishness and like, oh, wow, because I'm new to this equation. Like, this is kind of how they roll all the time. And so to like fit myself in is like, oh, wow, I'm kind of like the odd duck out. Um, but I would say it's been cool to see the kids love each other. It's been cool to see my wife pull through. Um, but I have noticed it's really hard to get along when you don't have breaks and this ability to kind of like get away from each other. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I haven't read the five love languages as well in a really long time, probably 15, 20 years. Um, I did do like a refresher a couple of years ago where it was just a quick test, not something that you, I didn't read the whole book again. Um, but I noticed that I still give love the same way, but I receive it differently than I did a long time ago. Um, she didn't tell me, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as like home and adjusting and that kind of stuff, I... I'm a homebody at heart. I'm a busy person because the kids keep us busy, but my ideal happy place is to be home, quiet, no schedule and a book. So that's where we're at in life right now. But I'm learning something about myself as I get older that I want that on my own time. I don't want to be told that that's what I have to do. And for some reason, being told that I'm stuck at home is filling me with a little bit of stress and anxiety for some weird reason. That's been kind of hard for me to wrap my head around if I'm being honest. Um, I love Eric being home. That's a sweet treat to all of this. But I'm also craving him to go to work because I want normal back that bad. There's the truth. So it's tricky. <laughs> and it's weird. I also want the kids to go to school. I want everybody to leave. <laughs> but I feel like it's been a sweet time. My aunt called me when this first happened and I got kind of emotional about it. And she said her daughter's in college. And she said, you know, Taylor has to come home. And she doesn't want to come home. She wants to be with her friends. She doesn't want to hang out with her parents. And I thought, true. And she goes, such an amazing time for you to be able to freeze time with your kids and really enjoy them with where they're at. They still love you. They still want to be around you. They want to play all the games. I mean, I can't read a chapter without some kids showing up on my left like, hey, mom, you know, in 1979, the Lakers, I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's let me read. useful information. Okay. 
So it's all sweet things. And I'm trying to just stick in the moment that it is a blessing that I get to freeze time with my kids. Um, and I'm trying to just hold on to that moment and not stress out about being stuck. Yeah. What about you, Harold? Yeah, well, um, how dare you, sir? The Five Love Languages is not my favorite book, but I mean, it is useful. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, while I feel like that book is a useful book and it's kind of a good tool, it still does nothing to fix our hearts because I can, we can know how to love each other perfectly well, but that doesn't mean that we're going to willingly lay down our lives and choose to love each other. That's a, that's a heart issue thing. And, and I think what this season shows us is that um, proximity exposes a lot. <laughs> it exposes a lot of what's inside of our hearts already. You know, I mean, our, our, our marital discussion last week was really on the topic of our work schedules and you know, who gets priority. And that's really, you know, a, a topic of selfishness in a way. It's, it's who's, whose work is more important, who gets the most valuable time. And that's where we both had to humble ourselves and, and, you know, come up with, you know, how do we give each other the time that we need? And how do we lay down our schedules and our time for one another? Um, so, I mean, lots of those conversations keep happening, but, you know, our kids are perfect. So they just love each other all the time. And Kristen, that's helpful. Chris, yeah, Kristen worships the ground I walk on. She serves me hand and foot and calls me Lord. Um, no, uh, it's it's been you know heavy on conflict with our kids because yeah they're kind of sick of each other, um, but at the same time um, they've had very very sweet moments and we've gotten some very concentrated good moments with our kids that we haven't had in a long time, and that's just in the in the last few weeks and so that's. That's been really encouraging for us um, to see our kids play together better, to see them work together better. Um, we've just seen sides of our kids that haven't come out in a long time, um, which has been really sweet and really beneficial. And, and it provides some really great teaching moments and teaching times with our, with our kids. Yeah, I think the conflicts that they've had um, have just been useful opportunities and tools to be able to teach forgiveness, teaching mm -hmm. how to receive forgiveness, um, which is always happening in our home. But at the same time, I think it's just more concentrated because there really isn't like the burn said, like an escape, you know? Um, so just to be able to say like, this is it, we're your end all be all at this point, it's us and Jesus. Um, <laughs> so we got to work this out, I think has been just like a really sweet um, time for us. I don't think we've prayed more than we have over the last couple of weeks together as a family um, and just had opportunities to just work things out. And even within our own marriage, just them being able to kind of watch us sort of mm -hmm. do that give and take of forgiving and receiving and on all of that. I think that's the gospel lived out. Um, so I think it's a, a really important time to just sort of work on that. Um, and yeah, like the burn said, I love just that aspect of, you know, um, yeah, freezing time, I think has just been like this kind of this insane gift that the whole world has been given um, where we just get to really take advantage of it because we have no other options. So it's just been really great. That's awesome. It made me go back to those years when the kids were smaller and, it, you know, those toddler, baby and toddler years, they go by so fast and everyone tells you the days are long, but the years are short. And then that time passes and you're like, oh my goodness, that was so true. 
And I thought we're back in that exact same situation now. Like this time is going to be so short. It just some ways feels long right now, you know? Okay, so finances. Um, you can't interview married couples without talking finances. Some people have lost jobs, are temporarily out of work, own businesses, have employees relying on them, financially support family members, or are just anticipating the changes in the economy and their personal finances coming this year. How are you guys communicating on this topic? Is one person just filling up the Amazon cart while the other one's deleting all the items and saying necessities only right now? Um, is one person trying to just keep the economy going and go on life as normal while the other's worried about it? Is it something that you're just completely relying on God on and it's just not a worry? Um, if your finances haven't changed for you, is it something where you guys are discussing like what God's calling us to do as a church body and believers to help those that it is affecting? Um, where are you guys at with that? Let's um, start with the heralds. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of laughable that the heralds get the finances question because that's always been a big <laughs> struggle for us in our in our marriage is how do we properly handle our finances? And especially since I think we are polar opposites. And so, uh, you know, this is one of those seasons where um, Kristen being more of the saver is like, you know, let's hunker down and use this opportunity to save everything we can and let's be wise. And I use this opportunity as the spender to be like, you know, Maybe, maybe I can buy some records because they're really cheap right now. Um, so how do I fill the Amazon cart, you know? So um, that's something that, you know, again, communication and proper communication and knowing what our expectations are, um, especially during the season as routines have changed and um, as we need to think a little bit differently about how we're using our finances. Um, you know, I, I think one thing that I've always appreciated the most about Kristen is that she's so very naturally outwardly focused. And so it's in times like this where, you know, as soon as, as soon as we have things ready at home, her attention automatically goes out to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family, everybody that's out in the community, the people who are, um, whose paychecks are severely affected, people who are losing jobs. And so, um, you know, I, I applaud her in that sense because it's, it's helped our family kind of shift our focus, recognizing that, you know, for now we're blessed that our paychecks aren't really affected. Um, that's a huge blessing for us. Um, and what that allows us to do is, is to even more so in, in a tangible way, rethink um, how we're using the resources that God is, has blessed us with. And it reminds me of 1 Timothy chapter 6, um, that at the end of Paul's letter to Timothy, verses 17 through 19, he instructs Timothy and Paul writes, um, as for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, that is not to be proud, um, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works. I like that. To be generous and ready to share, um, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life um, of that which is truly life is the way that he writes it. And I just love that whole concept of rethinking the gifts and the, and the finances that God's given to us, especially when needs are popping up all around us in a way that we haven't seen in a long time. And so 
um, the conversation in our home shifts a little bit more to say, how, how can we be not rich, but how do we be rich in good works? The way that God has commanded us to, um, the way that the gospel compels us to <laughs> the love of God. And so um, it's been, it's been fun to kind of provide some toilet paper for our neighbors and to check in on each other and to kind of start those things within even our own little group of neighbors. And uh, Kristen's always the one who kind of spearheads that, but yeah, it's, it's, again, we've been blessed um, to not be too affected by it, but it definitely has changed our thinking um, about how we are stewarding our resources when there's so much need around us. Absolutely. All right, Morse. All right, so we, uh, we, we had the questions ahead of time, so we kind of had a chance to think about this. So for us, for finances, I kind of feel the same way with, uh, that John said. You know, fortunately, you know, we are on staff at church, and, um, you know, we're fortunate that we're in a position right now where we, we can receive a paycheck from that. But I also recognize that could change. And um, um, so, you know, I think coming from – you know, being in the corporate world before coming on staff, I think we had to kind of learn how to learn to save money because I'm a spender. If I've got money in my pocket, I'm wanting to, to spend it. Um, Heather's definitely the saver. And so she's always, you know, early on in our marriage, we figured out I can't run the checkbook. She's going to have to manage that. And I, I really kind of have to run my purchases through her, which for me is a blessing because I would be spending it. Um, so I think through that, through our marriage, we've learned to learn to save. Um, we've realized that we don't need new cars every few years. We've just, you know, my truck's 12 years old, it's paid for. Um, so, you know, hopefully that we can be in a position where we'd be okay in a situation like this, where we've got to hunker down and, you know, if something were to happen and we've got to look for another job or something like that, that we're, we're prepared for that. Um, but I think John made a really good point that this is, this is a really good opportunity for us to look out and really how can we really bless and help uh, members of our church family, people that are in need. Um, and so that's kind of, we've started to kind of pray about like, what does that look like? Like with our neighbors across the street that we've been praying for. And um, you know, if there's somebody who's in need in our church, can we help them out? Um, so I guess, I guess that's where that, that where we're at on that. Um, not really concerns. We know that, you know, God's continually demonstrated that he's going to provide for our needs and he has, we've seen that over and over again. Um, so we know that he will. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of where we are. Awesome. All right. So as Christians, we believe that, um, every day is a gift from God with value and purpose. Um, what are you doing during this time to further the kingdom of God rather than just staying entertained? Are there battles to be fought in this time? Is there time for refueling, strengthening your walk, letting iron sharpen iron? Or is it binge watching something on Netflix and waiting to see when we're going to get out and when it's going to be over? Like what... Um, what are you doing with each day to find that purpose that God has for it? We'll start with the burns. Okay. I think uh, for me, every day has looked a little different. Um, so there's been some days, uh, more nights, because that's when the kids are asleep, that we can binge watch. We like to do that and talk about it. Uh, for me, I'm always thinking, so it's fun to watch something that doesn't matter 
and no, I don't have to think about if it has positive or negative, it's just a TV show. Um, but then there are times where I'm like, okay, like what can I do during this time? My wife's got like a good personality and I don't. So she checks on people and she's nice and she's friendly. And I come off like a stale kind of, I don't know, salesman or mm -hmm. something. So I'm like, I need to utilize my brain, right? Like that's mm -hmm. something that I've spent a lot of time learning the Bible. So how can I help uh, people think about God, think about the Bible and going on social media? I didn't realize Facebook's like a whole new world. And so there's a bunch of people like I forgot I knew and that I had relationships with. And I was like, oh, wow, I should check in on them and say hi and, and see what they're doing. And, you know, then they comment. So I've been trying to do that and keep a running list of, you know, who are the people I know that could be in trouble or might be hurting. Um, so I've had to, to work at seeing where I fit in with that. But I, from what I can tell, it comes more natural to her. And so, you know, I'll let her answer that, though. Um, being entertained at home, I like to read. I can read all day, every day, any day. Um, it's my favorite thing to do. I watch television for Eric. He likes to do that. And so I will try my best to not pick up my Kindle and read while watching a show and chiming back in and annoying him and asking what's happening. While she's not paying attention. <laughs> oh, I work really hard, but I try for him. Um, for me, it's been as far as like iron sharpens iron, it's been more of a mental battle with God this time than it has been like something tangible where I'm picking up my Bible and having all this extra time to read. Because with everyone home, I really don't have a lot of extra time um, like that. But it's been a sweet time where I feel like I'm in constant dialogue all throughout the day with God because my emotions are up down. School's canceled. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, it's not. It's like, I don't know what the future holds. And that's hard for somebody who's type A anal like me. And I like things on a schedule and I like to know what to expect. So it's been rough. And I'm not someone who gets really stressed out. I don't get worried. It's not something normal. And last night I saw the clock like every hour. I never lose sleep. And I'd wake up with like my teeth clenched and I didn't understand why I was so stressed and I would just pray and pray and I had to go to the grocery store for two days in a row, God forbid. And I kept thinking all night for some reason I woke up like, oh my gosh, what if I have the coronavirus? What if I have it? Like I just kept freaking me out and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I'd pray and I'd pray and I'd pray and I'd fall back asleep. And so when I woke up this morning, I felt like it was God really pushing me and really trying to tell me to rely on him. And to just be still and be in the moment because I was just so worried about not so much me, but infecting my family. And so, and that's not normal for me. That's not something I normally do. So it's just been a sweet mental thing with me and God. It hasn't been so much like, you know, modeled for the world to see, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Time of growth. And yeah. yeah. Hmm. What about Morse? Um, so yeah, it's is unique. Um, so I, the first week that we, I was home, um, working, that was a shocker. Um, Heather and I had some great quality discussions as we tried to figure out how this was going to work. And I say, it's not quality. It was, it was a struggle. Um, so I think the, the blessing out of all this, um, so there's been some things I've wanted to do more. So I've been wanting to do more studying and learning how to teach. 
Um, so when I think about like Sunday school, I'm not during the week, I'm not necessarily prepping to teach because that's what our volunteers are doing. But now it's like, I've got some time to do that and try and, and that's something I'm really excited about. Um, and I feel like this is a really good opportunity for to learn to learn. Um, so there's a blessing in that. Um, I think John made a comment earlier about just because we're in, we're in proximity um, and really being able to pour into the kids as they're fighting over toys and um, having an opportunity to kind of pray with them about that. Uh, we have had some moments where anxiety kind of kicks in. I tend to be anxious. I tend to worry a lot. Um, and I've had a couple of those moments where it's like, oh no, I, I'm feeling something funny. I must have symptoms of coronavirus. I got to look, I got to look. And then having to pray through that and okay, God, whether it's there or not, like I still need to trust you. Um, and even Heather, who's normally isn't a worrier the last couple of days, she's kind of been thinking that way too. So we had to talk through that and praying through that. Um, but those are good things because it draws us closer to the Lord. And um, this is when we really start to dig in and trust. And um, I don't know, I'm kind of excited about what God's going to teach us through all this. Um, I don't know if we necessarily have more time because I think like Fawn said, Heather, same way she told me that today. She's like, I don't really have any more time, Chris. Because I asked her, have you been reading your Bible? You know, like the, the pious <laughs> husband. I was actually sounding like a jerk. Um, but she said, Chris, I don't, I haven't had more time. I mean, you're home and the kids are home all day. Like, um, I have the time that I had before and I'm using it. Um, so, yeah, but there is, there's a little bit more study time for me. And that, that's what I'm excited about. And being able to read a little bit more um, while trying to, to work too. So, um, that'll be a blessing. Awesome. All right. So this one's a fun one. I like this and I hope you guys kind of enjoyed reflecting on this, but um, share what's been your greatest struggle and your biggest blessing through this experience of quarantine so far, because it's had its highs and its lows, I'm sure, both. So um, Burns, you want to start us out on that? Yeah. So I am an optimist, so I'll start with the good. So for, for me, I think the best part has been uh, hanging out with my family and getting to eat meals together because people tend to talk more around food than like if you see them on the couch, they're like, leave me alone, I'm watching this and doing this. But when there's food, there's lots of conversation. And so that's been a lot of fun just to have that, you know, three meals a day together and talk and walk through it and see it. And so that's been a real blessing for me because I like food. And I like to hear what's going on in my kids and my wife. So that's been really good. I, I think the hardest part for me has been trying to figure this out um, in two ways. In one, like trying to figure out my place because I'm the odd duck, like I said, like this is their routine. A lot of the time, even though they go to school, they're used to all these rules and structure. And like I'm coming in like a wrecking ball and messing it up and, you know, trying to get work done. But then the kids want to play games and I'm a sucker and I say yes. And it messes up their schoolwork and it's, it's just crazy. Uh, so that that kind of part has been hard. And then the other part is I like to make decisions based off sound reasons and I can't get a pulse. When is this going to stop? When is this going to change? How is this going to happen? What's going to happen to the economy? When's it going to open? 
Um, is this breaking the rules? Is that breaking the rules? How do you define, you know, social distancing? How do you define? And so if I think too much, it overwhelms me because I feel like nothing is really defined. So I've had to kind of just take it down and day by day, what can I do today? What can I do today? And that's hard for me because I really like to think ahead and I can't. So just trusting God in that daily, you get to figure out today, that's it. And not being okay. What about you? Um, I think they're kind of the same. I, the, my staying home is a blessing, but it's also been the curse for me. Um, I love staying home and having the extra family time, but then in the same token, I'm not a teacher. I don't want to be a teacher. I don't want to be my kid's teacher. I don't want to be anybody's teacher. So I don't like homeschooling. And if it was ever on the table, not that it was, it's off. I'm never going to do this. So that's been something that's a little hard for me. I don't want to do it. I just want to enjoy my kids and play games and do those things. Um, two of my kids are doing great and pretty self, you know, doing their own thing. And then I have one, I won't mention the kid's name, but it's awful. It's a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, this is a real thing. I'm ready to hire a neighbor. <laughs> so I don't know. Staying home has been wonderful, but then it's also been the curse. No, I would agree with that. And I think one of her greatest joys she didn't mention is becoming my producer. She's really loved taking on that role, uh, figuring out what lighting looks best, how to help my eyes not look so old, figuring out what's the best shot, bring creativity, because I have no creativity. So um, I think she's really flourished in that role. And I think with your guys' help, we could, we could keep her in that moving forward. I'm really grateful that he is out of self-quarantine and somebody can come over and help him out and it's not me because all these extra hats I'm wearing, I will never wear again. Producer hat. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. What about um, Harold? What have been your guys' highs and lows? Yeah, I would say our struggle has been so much time together. And our blessing has been so much time together. So, um, yeah, I think that's been just kind of an ongoing thing for us of recognizing that we're in this together mm -hmm. at all times. So um, when it comes to the homeschooling aspect and trying to create structure and all of that, I've had to throw a lot of things just out the window um, and recognize that homeschooling can look so different in so many different ways. One of the biggest joys, I think, has been our mornings because normally our mornings is me getting the two that are um, actually at public school up, ready, fed, and out the door. And either I'm off to work or I'm, I'm home and then getting ready for the other two to get ready for school. And we've been able to kind of reset and just make our mornings outside because the house is a wreck. I need to find one area that is in nice condition that I can focus, pray, be quiet. And so, um, yeah, so I found our backyard is the perfect spot for a quiet time and just being able to um, just reflect and be still. A couple days ago, we brought the kids out one-on-one -on -one and just had them lay down and listen to music and look up at the clouds and just watch. And I just thought, how often do you guys have time that we get to just do this, where mm -hmm. you were all alone, we put some chill music on, you just got to watch the clouds and we just asked them to pray for a little bit. And I just thought, even in the days where on our weekends are filled up, you know, and the days they're at school and then they come home and then there's a routine of chores and food and all the things, we miss out on opportunities like this. So there's just been really cool 
fun moments of recognizing to us that's homeschooling, to us being in, in the word and reading, to us just writing down scriptures um, and just recognizing that it can look differently than what the teachers are bringing home for us to do. Um, yes, those things can get checked off, but maybe not all of them and that's mm -hmm. okay. Um, so we've just really tried to relinquish the control of all the hands and all the zoom meetings that they're involved with and all of that um but yeah the struggle's real we've got no joke like a full-blown movie studio situation lighting mics all the things in our bedroom on top of the pile of laundry and the clothes that haven't been sorted in the you know what i mean like it's like it's out of control i'm teaching pound classes in our living room and it's just wild here wild so there's a real struggle, um, but we're also just like really trying to grab a hold of the really good things. So, yeah. Yeah, I think along those same lines, I've made her life more difficult by dragging all the equipment home um, in a similar way. And I know a lot of other people are dealing with this too. I've, I've always been somebody who struggles to leave work at work, especially when it comes to ministry type work. Um, it, it, that's always a struggle for me. I, you know, I, I have a very short commute to my house um, and I have to work really hard to switch gears to go from worship director mode into dad husband mode. And um, so, you know, that all went out the door when I literally brought my work home with me. And, uh, you know, so that's been a huge struggle for me is um, learning to find ways that I can make that adjustment from, um, from worship director John to John. And, uh, you know, but the, the blessing also comes in that, you know, there is a little bit more downtime that really has always been there. I think we just haven't really soaked it in or appreciated it as much. And so I found myself picking up my guitar just because a whole lot more. I found myself uh, getting creative in different ways a little bit more, and that's all good. Um, and then also, you know, with our kids, it's, it's absolutely true. It, it can be a struggle because just being in such close proximity with everybody all the time breeds conflict. But at the same time, um, we've been, both of us have been kind of relearning why our kids are so amazing, uniquely, individually, all four of them. Um, kind of relearning how the differences in us that can drive each other crazy in our marriage, actually, when you look at it through a different lens, when you look at it from a different angle, are actually the things we can appreciate the most in one another because of how it enriches our marriage. And so, um, proximity can be both a blessing and a curse. And I, I think that God, um, if, if, if we keep our hearts and our minds focused on Christ and keep our minds rooted in the gospel, um, God's going to do something good in that within our home. So I'm excited for what God's going to do in our family through this season. Absolutely. Mores. All right. Um, I'll kick it off. But uh, I think the biggest struggle has been, um, yeah, us all being in the same house all day long together. Um, I knew that I got irritated easily and frustrated easily, but like this has just made it 10 times worse. So it's little things like I'm sitting here working on the computer and Ryan's like, hey, dad, <sighs> and just breathes in my face. Dude, give me some space, buddy. And he wants to be at my side all day long and which I love, but like it, it bugs me a little bit. Right. So I'm like, okay, Lord, like, please help me to just like love my son being sit sitting next to me. So I can't say it's gotten better. 
Um, but it's not where I want my heart to be when it comes to my kids like that. So, um, but that's a good thing. Like, I think that's God uses that, that grinding and that rubbing up against each other to, uh, to soften our and change our hearts and make us really trust that he can change our hearts and he will do that and expose the, the sin. Um, so, uh, that's been the struggle. I think that's been the blessing too. Um, it has been interesting to see, uh, you know, when it's time for the kids to go outside because we're, it's just too loud, um, send them outside to play and they've gotten really creative in the backyard and that's been fun. And, um, I think especially with me and Ryan, my son, um, yeah, it's kind of seen his personality and, and appreciating his personality more. And I don't know if I can say that I, I totally did. Um, and really just allowing him to be who God's made him. Um, that for me, I think has been a big learning for me and which is something I've been praying for, but it's taken him being next to me all day long every day to, <laughs> okay, God, let me see this. Help me to like encourage him and love on him. Um, so those are probably the blessings and the struggles. Um, what do you think? Same. Same? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's probably, it's, her struggle is dealing with me because I'm, I'm hard to, I'm hard to deal with. So, um, no, but yeah, it's, it's been hard, but it, it's, it's been a good struggle. And I think God's really going to use this to, to grow us and help us to be, um, well, demonstrate the fruit of the spirit because he's living through us and we're having to really rely on him to demonstrate that and not because it would be too tiring if we try to, to muster that on our own. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's awesome. It um really just goes to show how different this looks for everybody. And we say, you know, we're all in this together, but we're all in it together, but it looks so different in each one of our homes and lives and families. And um, that's really just a beautiful thing. Amen. Okay. Well, everyone, I want to thank you for joining in and watching. I want to thank Angela, our host, Kyle Lapierre for doing the editing. Thank the better halves, the wives for um, doing this with us and making it more beautiful. And we just want to encourage you to connect with us and all the platforms that we have through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, and check your emails because we want to love our church. We want to reach out. We want to be of assistance. We want to be of help. We want to identify with you um, and just be with you in any way we can. So thanks for listening. And uh, we look forward to meeting with you again. Thanks. And bye.